episode seven of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build an online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Honored to have some time with you today, my friend. And we're going to talk more about that working less part today. I'm going to make the case for you that you should be taking Fridays off every single week. And yes, that's even if you're an employee. We'll talk about that in a second. But before we jump in, if you're looking to build that online business, you're looking to create some form of passive income or automated income, income that puts money in your pocket, whether you're working or not, and that's going to be helpful if you want to take Fridays off, then I want you to come to my passive income workshop. It's absolutely free. It's all amazing content. It's my entire system broken out for you, four components of how to build and grow and run a passive income style online business, including what tools to use, best practices, even sort of email templates that I use to sell my stuff automatically in the background, even, yes, while I'm doing a podcast here for you. It's an amazing resource that will, if you're new to this space, definitely clear things up for you and show you the path, the model that I wish was just shown to me 10 years ago. I had to figure this thing out uh, in the dark, as it were, and I've mapped it all out for you absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. That's grahamcochran.com slash workshop. And you can watch it and take notes and then let me know what you do with it because it's all about taking action. Okay. We're going to talk about something that comes up almost every time I do an interview or anytime I talk to someone who's who knows anything about my business. And that is, and probably one of the things I get asked about more than anything is uh, the fact that I take Fridays off every single week. I don't work on Fridays ever. Now, nothing is 100%. So to be fair, I'm sure there have been a couple of Fridays where I had to get some work done because I lost most of the other week or something else happened. But 97 times out of 100, I don't work on Fridays. Now, there's a lot of practical stuff we're going to dive into today. This is not just going to be like, hey, just don't work. I'm going to give you a framework. But there's a story as to how this came up for me. 10 years ago, uh, Shay and I moved down from Virginia to Florida to help some friends plant a church. We we're going to start a church. And I came down to volunteer as the worship leader to play music, lead the band. We all kind of got rid of our jobs in Virginia, sold houses or whatever, and moved down to Tampa. Five months after moving down here, getting a job, having our first baby, getting my first mortgage, I lost that job and I found myself unemployed. And that was the genesis of what became the recording revolution. That was the really struggling era of Graham and Shay. Um, but it was a really unique time. In that time, when I was starting to build my business, and we'll talk about that on another episode, but when I was starting to build my business, what it looked like for me because of the church was that my weekends were really, really full. We are, were, and still are a set-up, tear-down church. Right now, we meet in a YMCA. And what that means is we don't have a nice, fancy building that you can just walk into and everything's there for you. You have to get there early, pull stuff out of storage, set everything up just so you can hold an hour, hour and a half service and then tear it all down. It's a lot of work. Um, just goes to show how much people believe in what we're doing on a Sunday, that they're willing to give up their time to do this. And we've been doing this for 10 years. It's pretty cool. 
In the beginning, though, we as a band rehearsed on Saturdays, okay? So what that looked like is we would go to the storage unit 8 a.m. on a Saturday. I would drive down to the storage unit, meet my bandmates. We would pull everything out of the storage unit, put it in our trailer, drive over to the practice facility that we were paying another church uh, organization to be able to use their building for a little bit on Saturdays to practice. We would set up the drum set, the band, everything. We would rehearse for a few hours for the set. We were writing songs, so it was our time to practice and do all that stuff. Pack it all back up, take it back to the storage unit, and then come home. So this is my Saturdays. I was generally home by two, maybe three on a Saturday. At best, home by one. So I was losing a solid half day on Saturdays, and I was exhausted by the time I came home. Came home, And when you lose a half day, even if you're home by one or two, it makes your Saturday a little tricky to go do something fun, like go to the beach or go to a theme park all day or go to a museum. or You just can't do much. Sundays, it was very similar. We'd go to the storage unit, set up for church at the facility that we met at, tear down. You know, We're home by one o'clock, and I've been gone the whole morning since six or seven. So then you got a half day on Sunday. So I never had one full day to A, rest, B, just be with my family. I had a little bit of time on Saturday and a little bit of time on Sunday, but I didn't have one full day off because I worked uh, my job initially Monday through Friday, and then I kind of had half days of working on Saturday and Sunday. When I lost my job and was starting my first business, I was stressed out. I was tired. I was resentful of the church a little bit that, man, I I don't even get a real break. Like, I I don't get to sleep in. I don't get to have that one, even that one day where you don't have to do anything, which is really good for your soul. And so I was in a tough spot. And I remember I had flown back to Virginia to produce an album for a band up there. I was just trying to make as much money as I could. And I knew a band and they hired me to come back out and do an album for them, which was great. So I'm doing an album up there and I was having dinner with, uh, a couple who was a little bit further along in life um, than I was. They'd been married for a long time and they had kids and jobs and a little more wisdom. And I was having dinner with them, catching up with them because we used to go to church together and I'd been gone for about six, eight months. And we're talking about life. And he was asking me, the, the gentleman, how's business going? How's life going? And I was explaining to him this situation on the weekends. I was just tired, man. I was just tired. And it's hard. I'm trying to start this business. And then he said something to me that changed the course of the last decade for me and the course of my life and started me me down this path of what I'm going to share with you today. He said, Graham, you don't have a real day off, do you? I said, no, that's the whole point. That's why I'm frustrated. He said, you're going to have to start taking Fridays off. I said, "Um, excuse me? You want me to take a Friday off? He said, yeah. Yeah, if you can't take Saturday or Sunday off, you, you got to take Friday off. I said, well, that's a nice idea. But I'm starting a business here. Meaning I have so much work to do. I have no money coming in. It seems impossible to start a business in five days a week, let alone four. And you're saying you want me to just... Just not work on my business on Fridays and just try to make it all happen in four. He said, Graham, now he's a Christian. I'm a Christian. So if you're not a Christian, this won't apply to you. But he said, Graham, I believe God can do whatever he wants to do in four days. 
I believe he can do whatever he wants to do in three days with your business. It's not about how many days you put in. It's whatever he wants to do with your business. Now, that was really important for me to hear. And that's a lesson that I still wrestled through today. Uh, the Bible even says the horse is made ready for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Proverbs 21, 31. So there's that element of I got to work hard and do my thing. But ultimately, since I believe that God runs my life and is in control, he's either going to grow my business or not. We won't talk about that today. We won't get into the weeds of like how that works. But from one Christian to another, he was trying to give me a little insight like, hey, man, I believe God can do this in four days. And I believe you can do it in four days. You don't need five days. And either way, you don't really have a choice because you're dying. You're not really taking a real break. You can push through, but what are you going to be doing in a year from now? You're going to burn out and you're either going to resent the church and all the volunteer work you do, or you're going to resent your business, or you're going to resent your family, or they're going to resent you. You've got a young baby. When are you going to spend time with them? Like, fine. I'll take Fridays off. Good luck with that myself. I was telling myself. I didn't believe it was possible. I say all that to say, because some people hear me say, oh, I take Fridays off. And they say, yeah, Graham, but your business makes a lot of money and it's virtually on autopilot. It's so easy for you to take Fridays off now. And what they don't understand is that I've always taken Fridays off. I was challenged by this gentleman to find a way to fit everything I needed to do into four days. And so, and for me, that was nine to five, eight hours a day because I wanted to be there in the morning with my family and I want to be home for dinner. And still the same is true today. So that is all I've ever known for business is I've only got four days, Monday through Thursday. That's all I've ever known. And it is within those constraints that not, not overnight, not in a year, not even in two years, that my business hit six figures, then multiple six figures, then seven figures, all within four days a week. So let's talk about you. There's two of you potentially listening. First, I want to talk to you, business owner. If you're an employee, don't tune me out yet. If you're an employee starting a business on the side, don't tune me out yet. I'll talk to you in a second. Let's talk to the business owner first. The three reasons why you should be taking Fridays off, and they may not be what you think. Okay, I'm going to give you three reasons. I'm going to make the case. Maybe you don't need me to make the case. Maybe you're like, Graham, sign me up. But let me make the case because this is going to help you take Fridays off if you're already on board, okay? Number one, if you just draw a line in the sand and say, I'm taking Fridays off from now on, three-day weekends from now on, don't work Fridays, I'm, I'm giving myself only four days, it's going to do one important thing. It is going to expose your waste. Expose your waste. You and I are wasteful. We're inefficient. Every business is inefficient. Every corporation I've ever been a part of with a bunch of employees is awfully inefficient. What that means is we waste a lot of time. What that means is, is we could generate the same amount of profit and results in less time, but we don't. We just have waste. And so what I want you to do is cut the fat. I want you to cut the waste. There is a very powerful principle that has shaped the way I run my business called Parkinson's Law. You might have heard me talk about it. Maybe you've seen other people talk about it. Parkinson's Law simply states that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. Work expands 
to fill the time allotted for its completion. Translation, whatever amount of time you give a task, the work will fill that time. You hear me, right? If you give yourself a week to do something, that task will somehow expand to fill every crack that you give it in that week. If you give yourself five days to do it, it will take five days. The reason this happens is because if there is a deadline, if there is a shorter time frame allotted for this work to be completed, you are forced to focus without even thinking. I call it a hack because a hack is something that you put in place and it almost guarantees an outcome, right? You don't have to do anything as much as it just sort of guarantees an outcome. So for example, another example of a simple hack that fitness people and nutritionists say if you're trying to lose weight is when you go to a buffet or even in your own home, use smaller plates. Use smaller plates. This is actually Parkinson's law almost in a visual standing standpoint. Why use smaller plates? Because when you start to put food on the plate, the plate fills up faster, obviously, than a bigger plate. So visually, you have this clue of like, oh, I guess my plate's full. If you have a bigger plate, we tend, at least in America, to fill the friggin' plate. So if you're at a buffet, you're like, I got more room for cheese whiz. I got more room for donuts. I got more room for french fries, right? We fill the plate. So the hack is just grab a smaller plate and you end up eating less food, which you end up losing weight. It is a hack. You don't have to do anything. It just almost guarantees an outcome. Parkinson's law for you as a business owner is one of the most powerful hacks out there. When you say, is all artificial by the way, taking Fridays off is an artificial deadline. It's arbitrary. We're just making it up, which is the beauty of it. If you take Fridays off, if you listen to this crazy guy named Graham and he tells you, hey, start taking Fridays off, not just once or twice because you need a break. No, every single week, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to be forced to get everything that you do done in four days a week, Monday through Thursday, because I'm assuming you're not a crazy person and you're not working Saturdays and Sundays. I'm also going to assume, and this is going out on a limb here, that you don't work on nighttime hours. You don't work past 5 or 6 p.m. If you do, you need to stop doing that as well. This Friday concept would apply to your evenings. Even if, yes, even if you're single and have no kids, you should not be working at night unless you sleep during the day and you're a vampire and then you work at night. That's fine. I'm just saying have a fixed number of hours. But I don't, what I don't want you to hear me say is you cut Fridays and so that's eight hours or 10 hours or whatever you're losing on Friday. So then you redistribute those hours into Monday through Thursday and you work a little bit later. No, no, no. I'm just saying you eliminate those hours completely. So if you had a quote unquote typical 40 hour work week, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, you're cutting eight of those hours. So now you're down to 32. This is what I did. I had 32 to work with instead of 40. That's what I'm asking you to do. Not asking, I'm, I'm encouraging you, please. When you do this, you will be forced to hack Parkinson's law and you will become more efficient. You naturally will. You will discover your waste. It's gonna create friction at first, I get it. But you're gonna figure out faster ways to do things. You're gonna figure out that a lot of the things you're doing, you don't even need to be doing. You will find a way to become more focused and efficient. It will expose your waste. 
even if you only did this for a, a month or two and then went back to working on Fridays, the simple act of taking Fridays off for a time would still expose your waste. Now, whether you clean up that waste, eliminate the waste, which you should, that's up to you. I can't make you do it, but taking Fridays off for any length of time is going to expose where you're wasteful and inefficient. And we all are wasteful and inefficient, and that's okay. It's okay as long as you acknowledge that and then you do something about it. Ideally, you reduce that waste. Now, the second thing or the second reason you should take Fridays off, and this is super important in today's landscape, not talked about enough, but taking Fridays off. Imagine yourself. You don't have to go in on this Friday. You just, because Graham told you not to, it's Friday, you're not going to go in. So then now what are you going to do? I was on a podcast recently. Somebody asked, well, what do you, what do, you do on Fridays? Now, a lot of times I'll run some errands, like I'll go to my business mailbox or I'll go drop off a package or I'll get the car washed. Like my life isn't very glamorous. And by car, I mean minivan, okay? I don't live this glamorous life, right? Uh, I'm a dad and I'm, I live in the suburbs. So I'll go do dad suburb stuff in my minivan. But there's all this extra time on Fridays that you can use to fuel more life-giving or invest in more life-giving activities. What would those be? Depends on who you are. Here's some examples for me. Reading books. Okay, reading books. I There are not enough books, excuse me, there's not enough time for me to read all the books in the world that I want to read. I love books. I like fiction books. I read a lot of those growing up. But ever since I got out of college, I realized how little I actually knew. And no offense to my college professors or my high school professors or teachers. I learned a lot. I got to go to good schools. I am very privileged and very thankful. But when you get out of college, you realize how much or little, really how little you learned about life. They didn't teach me about money. They didn't teach me about career. They didn't teach me about time management. They didn't teach me about building a business. They didn't teach me about uh, social skills, how to win friends and influence people, right? Dale Carnegie, they didn't teach me that the stuff that actually makes life successful and fruitful and enjoyable. They just taught me a lot of book smarts. And so I realized, man, I need a whole nother education. And I grew to love books. So there's a million books I wanna read. If you take Fridays off, you could read one book a Friday. Oh my gosh. Most like nonfiction books would take you four to six hours to read if it's a pretty dense book, sometimes less. That means if you just did nothing all day on a Friday but read a book, you could crush one book a week in one sitting. Or you could chip away at a book, you know? You don't have to read one. You know, okay, if reading's not your thing, what else is life giving to you? Maybe it's getting outside exercising, going for a walk. Going for a walk is one of the most life-giving things for me. For whatever reason, when I'm physically walking, not running, not even cycling. I like cycling. I hate running. Running's awful. I don't know why anyone would ever run. And if you're a runner, then I just don't understand why. I like cycling. It's good exercise, but this doesn't even work for cycling. It's only when I'm walking. When I walk, I get more ideas and more clarity on like everything in my life, it's like, it's like a magic pill that I can take to instantly not only feel happier, but solve all my life's problems. I don't know why I don't take more walks. I should be walking right now, but I'm not. I'm here for you. And that's okay. I'll go walk later. Going for walks is huge for me. What about going to a park? What about going to the beach? If you're like me, live near the ocean, go to the beach. 
Like when you're out in nature, go, you know, go camping for the day or just go hiking, walk through the woods. Being out in nature seems in our productivity obsessed culture, it seems wasteful. But you know what's wasteful? Not being out in nature, not reading a book, not taking a nap. Because if you do these life-giving things, oh, have coffee with a friend. Last Friday, I had coffee with a guy from my church who I'd never met before. He wanted to just meet me, wanted to talk business. Because I don't work on Fridays, I was wide open. I was like, when on Friday can you do it, right? Any of these things fuel your soul. That's huge. When you fuel your soul with these life-giving activities, what does it do for you? It makes you more productive, more focused, and more ready when you come back in on Monday. It fuels you. The business owners that just work all the time think they're getting more ship done, as it were. They're not. They're, they're on the course to burnout. They're on the course to just get the bare minimum in, low brain cell activity, low creativity, low innovation. It's the business owners who have pockets of rest where they can engage in life-giving activities, which might not be activity-driven. They might literally be sitting outside on your porch or on your deck or by the pool or at the park or napping, or reading a book in a quiet place. Sometimes I'll just go to Barnes & Noble and read books for free and, and just drink a coffee and like sit there, right? People that do that, business owners that do that, their brains can flush and reset. They're not tired. They come back in on Monday excited and ready to work. And I'll give a plug for uh, my girl, Nancy Ray. Super, super amazing uh, woman. And I've been able to work with her on, on her business in the past, but she launched a podcast called Work and Play with Nancy Ray, which has got a nice ring to it. And go listen to the first couple of episodes where she talks a lot about this need for rhythm of work and play, work and rest. It can't all be work or you won't be able to have much of a life left or even work left. And it can't all be play because it actually doesn't satisfy us and we get really antsy. There's this beautiful balance between the two. I'm not opposed to working. If you notice at the beginning of every episode of this podcast, I say, I wanna teach you how to work less. I didn't say I wanna teach you how to not work. I just want you to work less. Because of point one, most of what you're doing or a lot of what you and I are doing is wasteful. And who wants to spend time working on something that's ultimately pointless or wasteful? I don't want you to do that. Two, when you work less, you work better when you are working because you're more focused because you did those life-giving activities. So that's what you can be doing on a Friday. And third, the third reason I want you to take Fridays off is that it proves to yourself that your business does not have to fit into anyone else's mold. What do I mean by that? When you think of a work week, at least in America, how many hours is a quote-unquote typical work week? 40. We all know that. Five days a week, 40 hours a week. Now, I don't know if you work that. You might work 50, 60, you might work six days. But we all know that supposedly we're all shooting for eight-hour days, five days a week for 40 hours. Why? Where does that come from? Have you ever asked yourself that? 
Why? Why do we do that? I'll tell you why in a second. The fact that we don't question this, what happens is you, if you're like me, you move from the corporate world, you get your own business going, what do you do? You assume you need to work at least 40 hours. Maybe it's eight hours a day. Maybe you literally come in at nine. Why? Because that's what you did at your corporate job. Or that's what they expected of you. Well, why? Where did this mold come from? It's interesting. Have you ever thought about that? This stuff is interesting to me because I, it's not that I'm rebellious. I don't think I'm a rebellious person. I just have experienced over a decade of running an online business and now two online businesses that that mold isn't the only way. So it makes me question a lot of things. So technically, according to Business Insider, technically it was Ford Motor Company that adopted the five-day, 40-hour work week in 1926. Now, to be fair, they adopted it because people were working more than that, okay? They were working six days, maybe seven days a week, and there was a shift in the early 20th century, the early 1900s, to get away from this life-crippling overwork in a lot of these factories. They're like, this, this isn't really good or healthy. And so you got to credit Ford Motor Companies for kind of pioneering, being a business that said, hey, let's go to 40-hour work weeks five days a week, Monday through Friday. And in America, at least, there was like, okay, we'll do what, you know, it was like, do you give Saturdays off because the Jews, that's their Sabbath day, you know, or, or, or Sundays because the Christians, they celebrate uh, their rest or their Sabbath day, if you want to call that, on Sundays. So is it Sunday? Do we give them that day off or Saturday? How do we, how do we be fair here? And in a nice PR move, Ford was like, let's just give both days off. So whether you're Jewish, Christian, or nine, neither of those, you can just take two days off, which I like. It's like a win-win. Um, that's great. So that happened just as a business deciding to do that. Then a decade later, 1938, Congress passed the Fair Labor Standards Act. So it was just an innovation in, a, in the private marketplace, which I think is great. I don't think things have to change only because the government makes the change. I think we can make a change. We can change standards for our own company or our own household, right? As long as they're legal. But it's interesting that a decade later, 1938, Congress passed the Fair Labor Standards Act. And so what that act did is it limited work weeks to 44 hours, okay? And then two years later, 1940, they amended that act to limit it to 40 hours. So I kind of like that Congress is like, well, you know, we're not going to be as crazy as Ford Motor Company. We're going to say can't be more than 44 hours. But then two years later, like 40 hours. So from 1926 to almost 100 years later, for, for basically the last 100 years, because a big company like Ford and then Congress following suit, sort of created this mold of 40-hour work weeks. What's interesting, and this is a whole side tangent, is that we've become more efficient in terms of creating computers, creating automation, machinery, uh, just even understanding better philosophies of how businesses can operate and run in the last 100 years. The whole idea was technology will free us and save us. We'll have way more leisure time. But what happens? We become more efficient, and since we because of what we worship in this country, and I use that word very intentionally, we like idolize and bow to the altar of productivity, getting stuff done. 
What happens when you become efficient? If your ultimate aim is to get stuff done, well, you go, oh, we got more time now because we've been able to automate that process because of typewriters or computers or machinery. Now we got more time to do more stuff. So we fill that stuff. So the expectation of what we get done in 40 hours has only risen. And then we thought the internet would make us more efficient and we'd work less. Oh, that didn't happen. It just made us do more stuff. Then we thought smartphones would make us more efficient because now we can check email whenever we want. But what did that do? That just made us work more because we fill it. We fill it. This is Parkinson's law. We, we give ourselves more time and we view that time wrongly. We think, oh, we've become more efficient. So let's fill what's ever left with more productivity stuff. Now, a lot of times it's the corporations that are just very profit-driven and they just see dollar signs. If they see their employees becoming efficient and like, dude, it only takes you 20 hours to do what used to take you 40 hours. Let's give you more stuff because they want to get more stuff done because they want to make more money. So there's a lot of blame to go around. And a lot of times we don't have ultimate control. But if you own your own business, there is nobody, nobody telling you you got to work 40 hours a week. That is a 100-year-old mold that you have fit yourself into and you've never questioned it. The goal isn't to work 40 hours a week. That's just made up. We used to work more than that. Then it was changed. It's all just man-made, right? So that can't be the goal. The goal is to be effective. The goal is to create products or services that actually make the world a better place, actually put profit in your bank account, and actually bring you some satisfaction, right? That's the three win, right? Serve people, make a living, and get satisfaction. So if you can do that in 30 hours, why wouldn't you? If you can do that in 20 hours, why wouldn't you? If you can do that in five hours, which is what I do with my business, The Recording Revolution, why wouldn't I? So when you take a Friday off and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a big step. And this is a big step for for many of you. If you are so bold as to take a Friday off, expose your waste, become more efficient, do life-giving activities on those Fridays, come back in on Mondays more refreshed, more innovative, you prove to yourself that, oh, wow, I'm doing something different than what everyone else is doing. And then that opens Pandora's box for you to run your business however you see fit. You can say, forget you, Graham, with your Fridays off. I'm taking Thursdays and Fridays off. You can say, forget you, Graham, with taking a couple days off. I'm actually going to only work six months out of the year and take the other six months off. So I'm going to work hard for six months and then not work at all for six months. Go for it. It's called living in Southern France, okay? Provence, right? There's There's no end to what your business model can look like. And that's part of what taking Fridays off will do for you is show you that, hey, I I don't have to do it the way I've always done it. It gets your brain stewing and you just are opened up and you're free to think about your business differently, not think about it in filling time, but think about it in getting what needs to get done done. And however long it takes you, that's however long it takes you. Now, for me, that's a game. Every year, I would try to become more and more efficient I'd use Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule. I'd use Parkinson's law. I've ruthlessly combed through my business. I still do this today. And I asked, how can I become more efficient? It's just a game to me. I want to know just how far can this rabbit trail go? Because it expo- how much waste am I really wasting? I want to know my waste. It's very, very interesting. So you might get addicted to that. Now, let me talk briefly to you if you're an employee, because you might just be sitting through this saying, that's great, Graham. Good for you. Have- 
happy clap, golf clap for you. But I work for somebody else. I work 40 hours a week at a business. I'm doing what you talk about in your, your passive income training, your passive income workshop. I'm, I'm working on creating that $1,000 a month on the side in 30 minutes a day. So I'm squeezing that 30 minutes a day in before I go to work, when I get home from work. I'm making some money even, but it's it's still my side gig. It hasn't gotten to that point where I jump ship yet, which it'll come for you if you do it right. But let's say you're still working for somebody else and you're like, Graham, I don't have the the authority to just say, hey boss, I'm not coming in on Fridays because this, this random weirdo on the podcast told me to start taking Fridays off. He said it was good for me. I could take naps or something, life-giving, Parkinson's law, fair labor acts. I don't know. Shouldn't be working 40 hours. So I'm going to do it. I know you can't do that. I get it. I get it. So first thing you need to do today is go buy Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Work Week. okay? I've reviewed it on my YouTube channel. Uh, it is a paradigm-shifting book, and I don't use that word very often. In that review, I share a funny story about how I actually bought the book, read it, returned the book because I thought it was a joke, and then I bought it again later. But read that book, specifically read chapter 12. Chapter 12 was written for you. It's called Disappearing or Disappearing Act, excuse me, How to Escape the Office. That entire chapter, and there's another chapter after it that sort of builds off of it, but chapter 12, Disappearing Act, How to Escape the Office, is written to you, the employee who wants to start or has kind of started their own business and needs to free up time, okay? How do you do this? Well, first you read that book, but here's the essential components of what he's going to teach you in that chapter. You need to prove to your boss or your superior that you actually can become more efficient and actually not only get the same amount of work done in four days versus five days, but actually get more work done. So what this means for you is, is you begin to actually ask for more responsibility. This sounds very counterintuitive. You ask your boss, what else can I be doing for you? to add more value, you know? What else can I take off your plate? What would help make your job easier? A, your boss will be really confused and really kind of like you. And this will help down the road if you wanna ask for a raise, by the way. But you ask to take on a little bit more responsibility. And then what you do is actually ruthlessly Parkinson's Law, 80-20, the crud out of your workday, you you don't waste any time on Facebook. You don't read that funny email with cat memes. You don't check your phone. You don't take a bathroom break. You don't take a lunch break. You skip any meetings that you can skip because you know that 90% of those meetings are a waste of everybody's time. And you just become as efficient as possible and you get everything and more done in four days. In fact, if you're really strategic, and Tim talks about this, you can time this so that you actually take a day off, like take a Friday off, um, because you need to have a doctor's appointment. So time it when you actually have a doctor's appointment so you don't have to lie, or you need to pick your kid up from school, um, or on a week where your kid happens to get sick, even better, not for your kid, but for you. So you can say, hey, I can't come in on Friday. You know, you take a personal day or whatever. It counts against one of your, your paid time off days. That's fine. But you end up still getting everything done and more in those four days. And then you report back to your boss, hey boss, I know I actually had to take Friday off because Susie was sick, but you know what? I ended up actually getting all my stuff done and that extra assignment you gave me. And uh, you know what's funny is that I found myself getting super, super efficient. Uh, 
I'd love to try something if you're interested in it, if you're cool with it, uh, maybe taking a Friday off again and seeing if I can get as much done. Something about it where I knew I had that day where I couldn't come in the office, I got super focused and got a lot done. Now, your boss might be like, eh, I don't know about this, but the point is you kind of, you know, stiff arm them and say, hey, but if I get extra done, would you be cool with me, you know, taking another, I'll take a personal day. Again, take a personal day. You don't have to pay me whatever. Just try it again. I want to see if I can replicate the success. You replicate it. The whole point is, is you get your boss to focus on your results and your output and not the hours of your butt being in a seat. And this is gonna be strange for your boss because this is not how corporate America works. Again, corporate America is wasteful. It's awfully inefficient. It cares little about your results and more about the fact that you're busy and you look busy, which is even worse than actually being busy. Looking busy is like a awfully shallow facade of an even weirder shallow facade of being busy. Being busy is an awful paradigm. Why would you want to be busy? It doesn't mean you're actually kicking butt. It just means you're busy. And then pretending to be busy is like pretending to do something even stupider. So it's like, it's like inception and I can't even understand it. So you have to understand that's the culture that you're in because that's corporate America or corporate wherever you are. But if you can, in a microcosm, convince your boss to look at your results and your output and show that you're over delivering, doing above and beyond, and doing it in four days, you can make the case, if you play your cards right, to start taking Fridays off. Start taking Fridays off. And that's the goal. Read chapter 12, again, of 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Uh, it'll change your world. And that's what you need to do. Then, once you make the case and you get permission, even for a trial period, hey, for six months, can we try this for six months? If you find that I'm like not able to be reached or you don't like it, we can reevaluate six months and I'll, I'll be happy to come back in the office. Just give them an out so they feel like they're in control. It's all strategic psychological framework. You know, boss, you're in control. I'm not, I'm not convincing or stiff arming you. You're letting me do this, but you're ultimately in control. Very simple, very strategic. But then they're gonna see that, dude, yeah, you're still getting your stuff done. They don't care. They ultimately don't care. It's just different for them. So you, you get these Fridays off. Now, what do you do as the employee who has Fridays off? Well, A, you've just become more efficient, which is the exact same thing all of us business owners have to do. Us full-time business owners are doing the same thing. We have waste, you have waste. Your waste might not be your fault. It might be your boss's fault, but at least you can get super efficient. Now you got Fridays off. Now you can do two things. You can take half the day. If you want, you can take a little bit more, but I'd say you could take half that Friday to engage in these life-giving activities that we talked about earlier. Read a book, go to the beach, go to the park, go for a walk, take a nap every Friday, go to your favorite coffee shop and look around at the people that are there. It's strange. Like, who's here on a Friday? Who's not working, right? Figure out this weird subculture of people that don't work during the day or don't work at all or don't work on Fridays. You're going to see people like me there. Maybe you'll bump into me at the coffee shop. Do that for half a day. So you get the same benefit that I get, which is that life-giving I'm A, not in the office. I'm B, I'm not being productive. I'm just fueling my soul so that when I come back in on Monday, I'm not resentful because I had a three-day weekend, bro, every weekend. And then the other half of the day, spend another four hours working on your business. You just bought back four extra hours a week, which is an extra 30 or 45 minutes a day. So it's like doubling the amount of time that you might've had to work on your business. So you might be able to get more done. You might get more progress on your business so you can get to that income growth faster that's gonna allow you to jump ship from your, your day job and go full-time with your business faster. So you have so many options available to you if you take Fridays off. So 
where are you at with this? Like, do you still think I'm crazy? Do you still think that I'm just like the lucky one and it's not possible for you? Or do you think that maybe there is some waste? Maybe you could be more efficient. Maybe there's something to this. Are you willing to sit down and at least assess your weekly tasks in your business? Assess the actual results of those tasks and find out if there actually is waste or ways that you can automate some of those things using software and tools so you don't have to do them? Is there a way you can delegate them to somebody else? Can you hire somebody to do what you need to do and still make a profit off of it? Free up some of your time? Or are there just things you can just eliminate straight up that you actually don't need to be doing and your income is virtually unaffected? Are you willing to take a look? Because if you are, you could take Fridays off. Or if you're just going to want to be bold like I am, just commit to taking Fridays off and making it happen. Just create the false time boundary and just figure out a way to get it done in four hours a week. Or excuse me, four days a week. If you want to get to four hours, like I got with the Recording Revolution, go for it. It's awesome. Getting, whittling the Recording Revolution down to about five hours a week, usually, for me, of man hours, is what has allowed me to do this. It's what has allowed me to create content every week for free for you. I have the time. And I still don't work that much. So there is so much to be said about getting as efficient as possible. But at the very least, I just want you to take Fridays off. It's a great way to live. It's a freeing way to live. You feel a little special when you know that every Friday, your weekend actually started Thursday night. And you're enjoying your day. You're getting to do the things you want to do. You're getting to do things that are important to you. And yeah, it may not be glamorous. You might just be going to the car wash with your minivan like Graham. That's okay. At least you had time to do that. You don't have to do that on Saturday or Sunday. So think about it. You, no more Fridays. What would that look like? And like I said at the beginning of this, if you need help, if you need the mechanics to actually pull this off, actually get your business more automated and remove you as the bottleneck, maybe this passive income thing is for you. Maybe Graham's onto something. I think I am, by the way. Maybe it's possible for you. It is, by the way. I want to show you how to make your first $1,000 a month in as little as 30 minutes a day on autopilot, which you can then scale to $5,000 a month, six figures, multiple six figures, and beyond. I want to give you that framework. I want to give you the best tools and tips and even some templates you can use to implement right now and the math and break down how you can do this in 30 minutes a day. Just go to the, the workshop. It's at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Register there. Watch it whenever you get a free moment. Take notes. Take action on it. And then email me, graham at grahamcochran.com, and let me know your results. I want to hear from you. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate your support. Go out there and enjoy your day. Hey, and if it's a Friday, maybe it's your last Friday. You can take the next one off. See you on another episode real soon.